believe you told that story. <laughs> well, you know what? You're along for the ride, people. And I've had a martini tonight. So there we go. Sam's really mad at me for telling that story. Nah, I'm not going to edit it out, though. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. This week's episode of the DCL Duo podcast. And we are coming to you from Meridian. We are on the patio outside of Palo right now, enjoying a dirty martini and a little something from The Bin. And if you don't know what The Bin is, then uh, hit us up <laughs> on social media or email and we'll explain it to you. But we are on the Disney Dream this week. And so our show is, as usual, a trip report about our trip aboard the Disney Dream. And so we are excited to share with you our experiences thus far. Let us start with, uh, we did stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge beforehand. We did not go into the parks. Uh, but we did stay at DVC Stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge beforehand. I think there's a live video up on our Facebook feed touring our room. Uh, the one notable thing we did at Animal Kingdom Lodge was dinner at Sanaa for the world-famous bread service. And so, Sam, Sanaa, a hit or a miss? A little bit of both. Bread service was for sure a hit. The um, mango margarita that I had was also a hit, although it gave me brain freeze. But I would say the dinner that I had, which is butter chicken, and I know you had the braised short rib, it wasn't bad. It was good, but it didn't wow me, and I've had better Indian food other places. So I'd say it was mixed review, but the bread service, which everybody raved about, was absolutely a hit. Yeah, I, so I agree with Sam's overall assessment. I'll just add two things. One is kind of felt like we were eating in our basement. <laughs> the the ambiance of the restaurant was not terrific from my point of view. It just felt very dark and buried in the hotel. Now, we were also seated in the bar area, which I think is probably a little bit different than uh, maybe eating elsewhere in the restaurant. And so I am not going to judge the restaurant based on where we were seated. Also, you know, while the food quality was not what I was hoping for in terms of, you know, Indian food, I'm also not going to judge the restaurant this time around necessarily because it just, you know, it's 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 a weird time. So we will give Sanaa another try. But for right now, I would say it's a great spot for bread service and drinks. So with that, look, we left uh, Animal Kingdom. I guess the one tip we will have is on the way out of town. We did stop at Gideon's in Orlando, not Gideon's at Disney Springs. And if you got an hour to wait around for Gideon's in Disney Springs, I'd say take that hour, hop in your car if you've got one, and go to the one that's in Orlando because it's only about a half hour drive from Disney and there was zero line at that Gideon's. Now they don't have all of the offerings of the Gideon's in Disney Springs. Uh, some of the coffee offerings aren't there at that Gideon's. They do have a coffee place right next door that serves practically the same stuff that they serve at the Gideon's in Disney Springs, maybe a little bit different. But what's nice is it's in the middle of a kind of a food market or a food hall that had some other interesting offerings around it. So no line, no wait for us. Got a cookie, a couple coffees from the place next door and hit the road for Port Canaveral. We drove this time. We did not take Disney transportation because or private transportation because we didn't want to risk being put with other parties and then someone test positive out of the bus or whatever that we were on and us get denied boarding. So we did rent a car. Sam, those port arrival times, they're they're not strictly enforced, right? I mean, you can just show up whenever you want. That's a joke, people. Um, those port arrival times are hardcore strict. We showed up. We pulled up to the lady. It was 1.03 p.m. And we had a 1.15 port arrival time. And she made us circle back around until it was our time. So we actually found an empty parking lot, sat there for a few minutes 
got accosted by security. Well, no, the security guard was actually super nice. Yeah, shout out to Port Canaveral security. The security guard came over to us and just asked us if we were lost. We told him, no, we're just waiting for our port arrival time at Disney. And uh, he totally understood. So we waited. He kind of chuckled. We waited about five minutes and then we ended up uh, back in the loop. So we were right on time, 1.15, went through the process, which is just kind of checking in questionnaire type thing. And then we went to get Nathan swap. Now, this is all happening in the in the garage in our car and uh i got to do the swab for nathan we gave the sample you know in the little test tube then we were told it would take 30 to 45 minutes well that's the other joke it did not take us 30 to 45 minutes it took us over an hour before we got our test result for him so we were kind of anxiety ridden in the car pro tip there is a bathroom on the first floor of the parking garage that is available if you need to go if you have to anxiety pee there is a bathroom available Right when I came back from the bathroom, the test results came through on the website. Brian was actually at the bathroom when the test results came through on the website. It's on the Safe Passage website. So we had to keep refreshing. And then within like a minute, the email came through as well. Yeah. And I want to say it is a nail biter uh, as a parent, just waiting for that test to come through. When they tell you 30, 45 minutes and 35 minutes comes up uh, and then 45 minutes passes and then all of a sudden you're at 50 minutes. You know, my thought was immediately, oh, we must be in the pile of tests that they're calling people to let them know the result wasn't good. But thankfully it did come through okay. I think we were about to murder each other in our, <laughs> our own car. I know Sam was uh, very anxious. She was, she said, she said to me, I'm just going to pop open the two doors and pee right here in the parking lot. And I was like, that, that is a good way for us to not get on the ship, even if the test is negative. <laughs> well, you know what? You're along for the ride, people. And I've had a martini tonight. So there we go. Sam's really mad at me for telling that story. Yeah. I'm not going to edit it out, though. <laughs> so anyway, we uh, got on the ship just fine. The boarding and arrival process is really, you know, as people on the show have already discussed, I, we didn't experience much different. I will say the lines were longer at the terminal than we anticipated. It is not. It was not a check in quickly, get right on the ship. We had to wait in kind of several lines to get checked in and then get on the ship. It was not long, but it was not short. Uh, once we got on the ship, we did have the little Mickey show, which was it was really a nice touch. I don't see how they're going to be able to continue that show once the ships are at full capacity. But right now, really nice touch to see that little show. It is only, you know, 10 families in the atrium at a time. And then when you finish up the show, they have started doing a thing where they have you go to your muster station to check in. So you can just check off the muster drill for you and your family. Um, and then you head to our stateroom. Our staterooms were ready. We were on board about, what, 2.30, Sam? 2.30, 3 o'clock, we were on the ship. Uh, we unpacked. We're unpackers. We don't just leave our stuff in our suitcases, even on a short cruise. We love to unpack, hang things up. So got unpacked and we headed to... Why cabanas, of course, because it was time for lunch. It was about four o'clock by then. And of course, we had dinner at the early seating, but our dinner seating was not till 5.55. So we headed up to cabanas just to get kind of a snack. Now, the buffet is open, but it's a little bit different. As we talked about in our previous show with Annette and Yvonne, there are different sections, um, but they all pretty much have the same food except for where the salad bar and the seafood is. And so you just kind of wait in a little line. You don't touch your plate until you gotten everything that you want and then you are you know able to find a, a seat anywhere you know any table that's available they come over and they bring you silverware instead of the silverware just being seated on the table all of the drink stations you can you walk up to and a cast member you tell them what you want and then they get it for you and and hand it to you or put it on the table but um food was good uh not as big of a selection as we had heard but nothing wrong with it food was fresh good kind of the standard cabana's fare we got a rowdy group at uh, Palo tonight behind us. They do have one. We are on the deck outside of Meridian behind Palo. And uh, they do have one table for Palo seating out here, outdoor seating for Palo. <laughs> so uh, a little rowdy over there. 
anyway, yeah, the two observations I had too. People were still boarding the ship as a 5.30, 6 o'clock in the evening. That is a late boarding time, especially for a th- uh, three-day sailing. Uh, but, you know, with the testing times and all that sort of stuff, not totally surprising. Lunch was very late. I'm, I'm happy to see them moving the port arrival times back uh, for later sailings by a couple of hours to start to get people on board a little bit faster. Moving the port arrival times earlier. Ship did not leave port until close to 7 o'clock in the evening, which is really late for the ship to, to leave. Still a nice sail away. Lots of people waving and cheering along the way. So that was fun to uh, fun to see. It was really nice that the room was ready right when we got on board. Luggage was already outside the stateroom. So like it, it was very smooth embarkation process just a little later than we would have liked. We uh, we had dinner that evening, 5.55. We were on an ERA rotation. So we had Enchanted Garden on our first evening, got a chance to sit down, meet our serving staff. Things are really well spaced. Normal f- food, service quality, impeccable as we have come to expect on Disney Cruise Line and Main Dining. Our, our waiters are very attentive and have been the whole cruise. The food was you know exactly the menus that we're used to seeing on board. But we did experience a new show last night in Enchanted Garden. And they had the characters roll through. And uh, so the Fab Five was pretty much there. I think it was the Fab Five pretty much came through, did a little show, a little welcome show and danced their way through the aisles. I will admit to being a little misty eyed at that point. I, I got a little misty when they called our name when we got on board as I thought I would. Got even mistier when the uh, fantasy uh, and the dream had a little horn battle on the way out of port and crew members from the fantasy came out on deck and were, were waving us away. Fantasy sitting in Port Canaveral right now until I think next Tuesday. And so um, it was nice to get a send off from them. And then we had the little show and Nathan was loving and giggling and waving and just having such a great time. And it was just a clear reminder of why we come on Disney Cruise Line was uh, the joy that they uh, they bring to our son. So fabulous, uh, fabulous little show last night. Sam, what'd you think? I thought that show was a really nice addition to Enchanted Garden. They've also taken out those teacup seats kind of towards the middle of Enchanted Garden, which although I like sitting in those seats, if we ever get seated there during like a sit down lunch or something, um, they kind of uh, ruin the sight lines of the place. We heard that the plexiglass just looked really ugly. And so that's why they decided to take him out. But I think one of the best reminders for me of why we love Disney Cruise Line was our wait staff. The servers were just so amazing with our son and doing tricks and jokes and riddles and all kinds of stuff with him during dinner to entertain him. And even just the dinner menu that's got the little activity thing for him to do. He's finally old enough to do, you know, word searches and little kid crossword puzzles and things like that. And so it was just really fun. And then after... After dinner, well, well, I must say, I also had my warm sticky date pudding, my favorite dessert. Um, But then after dinner, Nathan and I did a little detective work at the Midship Detective Agency, which we love doing. The one thing that they're not doing right now is there's no Muppets version. You can only do the Dalmatians version or the Mickey version. I think that that is to eliminate some of the hallway congestion that happens over near Pepe's door over by the kids club because over by the kids club, it's it's very much uh, modified. Yeah, it's also because the hallway that Pepe's door is on is now a one-way hallway. So on that deck, what is that? Deck four, deck five, sorry, deck five where the kids club is. When you're checking kids in, it's a one-way hallway. So yeah, so the hallway on deck five is now a one-way hallway. So when you drop kids off, you have to kind of move along the hallway in one way. We actually cheated today and got off the elevator and came the wrong direction. And the cast member was very accommodating for us, but normally they want you moving in in one direction down the hallway. So I agree with Sam. That's probably the reason why they're limiting the midship detective agency in the way that they are. Last night, they did run Beauty and the Beast twice, except that on the first show, it got, got canceled sort of halfway through, we think. And then the second show didn't run for some sort of, we think, technical issue that occurred with the show. It is not running tonight because we're getting fireworks this evening on the second day, but they are 
are playing up that there's a matinee of the show tomorrow while we're on Castaway Key that they have added. So we have heard some people on board are very upset that they didn't run the show <laughs> as people tend to be. But yeah, there was some sort of technical difficulty that uh, that caused the show to go down last night. Sam also visited the shops last night. And a quick word here. We've heard from people varying numbers on capacity, but our ceiling is not one that is at like super low capacity. We're at about 1500 passengers and the ship does feel busier than what we've heard. It's not a ghost town. We are seeing lots of people around. The island today was fairly quiet. I would say it was also really hot out on Castaway Key. So I think some people did kind of come back to the ship early, but the ship itself feels, you know, we're seeing people, a lot of people around. So um, it's not crowded by any means, but it is, you know, it's noticeable. There are people, 1500 people on board. So not crowded, but not empty either. I make that comment because Sam said the shops were hopping last night when they opened up. <laughs> so Sam, what was the merch situation like on board? How are the spirit jerseys doing? Spirit jerseys aplenty is what I have to say. Is if you're looking for a Disney Cruise Line spirit jersey, there's about, I don't know, five or six different ones. And then there's the one that is specific to the Disney dream. There, yeah, the shops, I think because people know that the shops were going to be open for a limited amount of time, both today and tomorrow, because we are at port both days at Castaway Key. I think people were hitting the shops up hard last night. Also, I think people are just so excited to be back on board and want, and worried that the merch situation will be difficult tonight or tomorrow night. So they uh, went the first night. So I did as well. Um, I picked up a couple of shirts, got a spirit jersey from one of our listeners uh, who had requested the Disney Dream one. I got Brian a long sleeve shirt, got a swim shirt, you know, a bunch, just a, a bunch of kind of random stuff. But uh, yeah, it was definitely hopping. I would say the ship has not been... The shops were a little bit crowded, but not crazy, crazy crowded like when the ships are full. But I, I would say the ship is doesn't feel full, but it doesn't feel empty either. It's kind of a, a perfect scenario. On the merch front, I just wanted to comment really fast that uh, I am shocked and amazed that Disney does not have any... And, and Doug uh, from Rope Drop Radio and I were talking about this today. The ship does not have any welcome back to sailing merchandise at this point. I think that is a big miss on Disney's part. Um, but there's no acknowledgement of the moment in time that we're in around welcoming folks back. There's, there's also no there's also no like 2020 merchandise available in the shops, which I'm less surprised by, to be perfectly honest, just because I think I know a lot of that went to Cast Connection and some other spots. So, so anyway, that's just on the merch situation side of things. Yeah, lots of Sam saying there's lots of 2021 gear in there. So with that, we we, we went to bed, uh, get some rest uh, to get ready for the day today. And Sam wants me to remind you that she committed the cardinal sin of leaving unused hangers hanging in the hall in the closet. And so at 2 a.m. we were awakened by the sound of the hangers banging around in the closet. It took me a little while to figure out what was going on, but we took care of it. Rookie mistake. Rookie mistake after 19 months of not sailing. Uh, today we were at Castaway Key. First port stop, Castaway Key. Tomorrow we'll be back on the island. Dock just fine this morning. No problems docking. Uh, they did have us use the virtual queue to get off the ship, but they never checked the uh, the code. They never scanned our ticket off the ship. So you got in the virtual queue, but then it seemed like they were just kind of letting people walk off or using the honor system that you were leaving on time. The only thing, I, the only place I saw the mass compliance really fall down was in the trams today. Um, I think mass compliance has been really good on board the ship and elsewhere, but they had announced on overhead speaker today that and the trams, you were supposed to wear masks and most people were, well, a lot of people, I wouldn't say most, a lot of people were not or were wearing them improperly. And so just a heads up, maybe they were relaxing that guidance or at least not enforcing it. 
We did have a grand family, a cabana today with the McKnights from Rope Drop Radio and uh, Michelle McKnight from Touring Plans, our travel agent for our family. Big fans of Touring Plans Travel. Thank you for sponsoring the show. But we had a cabana with the McKnights today. It was the grand family cabana. Whoa, was it huge. <laughs> it was a big cabana. Sam, what did you think? It was awesome. You could have fit like 20 people in there, though. And there were five of us. It was just myself, Brian and Nathan and then Michelle and Doug McKnight. It was just really nice, though. I mean, it's at the very end of the cabanas. It doesn't have as much, uh, call it waterfront, only because it's kind of at the edge of where the rope for the beach ends. And because of if it's low tide, it basically turns into a big sandbar. But it was lovely. Oh, it's also the place that floaties from the family beaches kind of float over or from the other cabanas float over toward. But honestly, it was just beautiful, quiet. The cabana was lovely. It's got its own hammock on the deck. So this is Cabana 21 on the family beach. Um, so it's the last one on the family beaches. But yeah, it was a lovely day. It was hot, had to do lots of sunscreen and we still, Brian still got some red on his forehead and nose and so do I. But yeah, it was a really great day. We ate lunch at Cookies 2. Uh, the setup uh, is kind of similar to how Cabana's is um, on the ship where there's different stations. They all have the same food. Food was good, but the fail of the day was the island lost power for, I don't know, and, and, and water for an hour or two. And so at one point, you know, well, that means ice cream machines are down. That means you can't uh, shower in the showers at the cabana. So there were some there were some technical difficulties on the island, but despite all that, we had a fantastic day. Oh, I also, when I was trying to buy merch at one of the stores, at the By the Seashore store, they had to take down my information by hand because there was, um, because they didn't have power. So their um, cash registers and whatnot were down. But yeah, all in all, it was a great day. And uh, then we headed back to the ship. Yeah, great day. And yeah, everything was pretty typical on Castaway Key. It did not feel like in the middle of a pandemic on Castaway Key in terms of how things were operating. You had to wear a mask here and there, but it, all in all, very normal. Yeah, all in all, very normal, I felt like. And we had a great day as a family. So that was fun. Came back to the ship, got uh, ready. I headed up to Meridian to have a little drink before dinner while Sam and Nathan got uh, got ready after heading to the pool for maybe an hour. And then uh, we had dinner tonight in Royal Court. Menu that we are well familiar with, had the escargot, a little Chateaubriand. I had a strawberry shortcake Sunday, and Sam, of course, made our dining team shuffle to another restaurant to find her another sticky date pudding. So yeah, but anyway, so the serving team here has been fantastic. Big shout out to Wyan and Carlos, our two servers. We love them. They're fantastic. Yeah, big shout out to the Meridian team. We had Kelvin and we had Miguel. They're both fantastic servers. And so we've had some great drinks and some great food on board. This evening, we're waiting for fireworks. Nathan's at the Kids Club, where we enjoy a little adult time uh, again at Meridian this evening. Tomorrow morning, Palo Brunch. Sam, I want to mention one thing about the fact that the laundry is actually available again. So she threw a load in this evening because our son accidentally wore underwear underneath the swimming trunks. We realized that. And so uh, lots of sand. And so we wanted to wash everything out. So uh, Sam's been using it this evening. So the laundry is available again on board the ship at this point. So anyway, with that, we're going to sign off for this evening. We're going to enjoy our drinks, head up had to get our son and then go watch some fireworks and we will be back with a little bit more about our sailing tomorrow see you guys hey dcl duo fans we just need to pause our trip report for one second to give a quick thank you to our sponsors over at touring plans travel we use touring plans travel to book our own disney cruise line vacations including the vacation that we're talking about on this show 
and absolutely love the experience and service we get from our travel specialist over there at Touring Plans Travel. I know you will too. Touring Plans Travel doesn't cost you anything extra when you book your vacations and you get to benefit from their experience and expertise on Disney's dime because Disney is the one who pays them after you travel. So if you want help planning that Disney vacation, which let's face it, can be very complicated, then reach out to Touring Plans Travel to get a free quote. Let them know the DCL Duo sent you so that if you book your vacation, uh, it helps support our show. But we just know that you will love using the folks over at Touring Plans Travel to book your Disney vacations. And so they've been great for us and we hope they will be great for you. So with that, thanks Touring Plans Travel. And now back to our show. Welcome back. All right. Day two of our cruise aboard the Disney Dream. We are coming to you from the pool deck. I got a nice view of the Aqua Duck and the Mickey Slide. I'm sitting here with my favorite cruiser, Nathan, and uh, just got off the Aqua Duck. Sam and I rode down separately, and it's a much more fun ride right now because there is a zero weight, <laughs> zero line. Uh, we got to ride separate and uh, hadn't done that before, so a lot of fun on the pool deck. It's pretty empty on both the pool deck and on Castaway Key at the moment. So yeah, we're just having a lot of fun just hanging out outside. So I want to start with, hey, Nathan, you went to Scuttle's Cove today. What did you think of Scuttles Cove. I would say it was great. Really great. What kind of stuff did you get to do at Scuttles Cove today? We had a water fight. We played in the sand. We made islands. What was your favorite part? What was your favorite part of Scuttles Cove? Water fight. What was the water fight like? What did you get to do? You got to throw water at the counselors? Is that what I heard? No, it was the counselor came in and let us throw water at them. And like they would be running around. The water fight was where we would get up a bucket and it would be like boys versus girls water fight. And we would fill up our bucket with the with the water coming from the splash pad and then throw it at the other team. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. What's been your favorite part about the cruise so far, Nathan? What's your favorite thing so far? Probably, um, I don't know, everything. Everything? Did you like the beach yesterday? Yeah. You made some friends, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you had fun. What was the kids' club like last night? Mommy and Daddy haven't been able to go into the kids' club because we missed the open house. So what was kids' club like last night? It was great. I saw my friends. It, it was just great. We heard they, did they move you from room to room? We'd been hearing that, like, you got 15 minutes in each room and it was kind of like organized activities from room to room. I think it was actually, like, in five to ten minutes. And they would just move us from room to room. All the rooms were connected, though. And you had a, But you had a good time. You had a good time with the counselors and with friends? Uh-huh. All right. Well, Nathan's lunch of hamburger and french fries from the pool deck has arrived. And so we're going to let him have his lunch. And maybe I can have Mommy swap seats with Nathan while he eats his lunch. So we had Nathan and Scuttles Cove this morning, actually, because we had Palo Brunch and the Kids Club doesn't open until about one and our brunch reservation was at 11. So Scuttles Cove was open from just about probably 11 to one or maybe a 10 something. A little earlier than 11, but it closed at one. So we had just enough time to scoot into Palo, have our brunch, get changed, get back on the island, pick him up and then come right back to the ship. It is really humid out on Castaway Key today. And since we don't get a sea day on this cruise, we decided we would take advantage of the pool deck, which has been a lot of fun. So I uh, already said we had gone down the aqua uh, the aqua duck. If you want to see the aqua mouse that's coming on the wish, the aqua duck, which was fun. Uh, but Sam... Palo Brunch, a little bit different format. No buffet, all menu. Uh, what did you think? Overall, the food was excellent. In particular, obviously, the chicken parm and the lasagna seem to be just on point like they always are. Um, the one thing I would criticize is the antipasti instead of the buffet. 
And it's not that the food wasn't good, that the portions were, you know, unreasonable. It's just it wasn't everything. So we got basically a choice of a seafood antipasti or a meat and cheese antipasti. And so Brian and I basically got one of each and then shared the two. But the portion size is fine. Um, it's a reasonable portion size for one person is essentially what it what it is. But there were some misses in that there's some stuff you don't get, right? So you can ask for some pastries for dessert. We ended up not doing that. But the uh, anyway, the, the portion sizes were good. Oh, there's Goofy over on the pool deck. Hi, Goofy. <laughs> He's waving from just under the aqueduct tube. Anyway, the portion sizes were good, but the misses were no caviar on the plate for the antipasti and not as big of a selection. No arancini on the antipasti. And I know the one thing Brian is uh, bummed about, but I'll let him talk about was also missing. So I'm going to pass to Brian so that he can say what he was missing. Yeah. So I'm going to disagree with Sam slightly on the Palo Brunch. So yes, there were some things missing. Most notably for me, the sticky buns were absent. I I thought that was kind of a huge miss. I think that's a fan favorite for Palo and I I could see them having made them and having them on the dessert menu or offering them as like a, a, you know, just on the menu in some fashion. I mean, they've got waffles and pancakes and French toast and all that stuff, but I just, you know, sticky buns are a fan favorite, so I was pretty bummed that they didn't have those. But overall, I thought the food was great. I actually think the antipasti is fine. I think it was nice just to have a little taste of everything. There were two options, so we just ordered one of each and split. And frankly, I don't miss the buffet portion at Palo because I feel like it just was overeating. And I feel like for the price, I'm still getting really great food, really great quality, portions that are totally appropriate. I mean, we had an antipasti platter each. We had a pizza that we shared. Pro tip, you can split the pizza in half if you want two different toppings at your table. So I had the the sausage and Sam had just the margarita. So we had a pizza, we had the um, lasagna, the chicken parm, and then we had tiramisu that we wanted to share. And predictably, they brought two tiramisus instead. So I thought it was fantastic. As always, the Palo iced tea continues to impress with its iced tea cubes. If you haven't experienced that yet, it's amazing because as the ice melts, you get more tea magically. So anyway, Palo was fantastic. Um, We did skip over two things from yesterday that I want to go back to. First, going all the way back to day one at the port, we had our first like great podcasting moment where we were in line and some folks asked if we were the DCL duo. And so we wanted to send a shout out to the the Pacheco family, Sam is reminding me, the Pacheco family from Virginia, as I recall. Thanks for uh, thanks for recognizing us, guys. And uh, if you're ever on board a Disney ship and you see us, let us know. We have got swag to give out all the time. So we've been handing out magnets on this cruise for people's doors. Uh, so if you're ever on a ship and you say hi, we've, we've usually got something for you. We just love to meet folks as uh, who listen to the show. So shout out to the Pacheco family from Virginia. Uh, other thing we have to talk about is last night was our fireworks showing. So did not have Beauty and the Beast last night. They did a matinee today that we did not see oh it's at three so we've got a little bit of time sam might actually try to go catch that i don't know but we had fireworks last night and so they did two showings of the fireworks it was called disney ever after i think is the name of the fireworks show right off the top of my head so yeah disney ever after we all came up to the pool deck we stood on the pool deck itself they had spots for each family in the center of the pool deck and the yeah the pool's closed and it was floored over and so they had spots out for people to stand on to be socially distant and then the fireworks happened i would say at best you're talking maybe five five it's got to be five minutes or less of fireworks it was still fun to see fireworks at sea it was not like a huge amount of fireworks or anything like that and so and they have a like they have a little dance party after that we skipped we headed back to the room nathan's not nathan wasn't down to boogie last night so we headed back to our room but um i thought the fireworks were nice it's always a nice touch it was not a lot of fireworks i think 
typically they have a little bit longer show than what they've been been doing right now, but it's nice to see those back. Sam, what did you think of the fireworks? I thought the fireworks were really nice. I don't actually like to stand around for like 30 minutes for a fireworks show. So for me, like a three to five minute really good fireworks show is better than a 30 minute long mediocre fireworks show. So I really liked it. Yeah. So that's what we did last night. Slept in a little this morning. We did. Oh, we did hit up Meridian. I think we mentioned that last night. We were recording from Meridian. So had some great drinks at Meridian uh, yesterday. Slept in a little bit this morning and then Cove. Yeah. Cove Cafe, some croissants in bed. Then obviously our Palo brunch. And now we are back on the pool deck without much more to report. So uh, we're going to hang out here for the rest of the day. Unfortunately, it's our last night on board. We will be at Animator's Palette, which we're excited about. And so we will check in and wrap up on the cruise uh, tomorrow, maybe on the drive away from Port Canaveral. We can do that. And uh, yeah, so anyway, a little bit more to come. And we are excited to have a little bit more time aboard the Disney Dream before heading back to Port Canaveral. So be back soon. All right. We're trying to give you the sound of some ocean waves there. In reality, we are back home in Seattle. Uh, we didn't get a chance to do our cruise wrap up while we were traveling because not a lot of places we could record without having to take our masks off because it would have sounded horrible us trying to speak through the mask. So anyway, we uh, we are at home in Seattle now, but we wanted to give you our final wrap up here. When we last left you, we were sitting on the pool deck of the Disney Dream, tear running down my cheek as I think about that moment because <laughs> it was so fun to be back on board and really sad to have to leave. And we had talked to you about fireworks and our experience at Apollo. We still had the rest of that day to cover. So we spent the rest of that day by the pool deck, but we had dinner that evening at Animator's Palette and Sam finally had a chance to catch the Beauty and the Beast show on board. And so Sam, let's start with Beauty and the Beast. What did you think? Beauty and the Beast is an amazing show at sea and the cast of this show is phenomenal. That being said, there were some technical difficulties. The first night of the cruise, actually the evening, the later evening show got canceled. And so for the last day of the cruise, they added in a matinee performance. So there was a three o'clock performance, a five something performance and an 845 performance. So I went to the three o'clock and unfortunately the fight scene at the end, there was some kind of uh, issue with, so it, it wasn't a complete fight scene that we saw. Uh, and the show paused for a minute or two. But in the end, it was still a wonderful performance. Uh, I'm really happy I was able to see that show. And I almost started crying or tearing up at the beginning of the performance because it was the first time in more than a year and a half that I had seen any live theater. And so it was wonderful to be back on the dream and wonderful to be back seeing live theater. And uh, it's a great show. Yeah. So technical difficulties aside, it sounds like Sam really enjoyed the Beauty and the Beast production. After Beauty and the Beast, we wrapped up on the pool deck. It was time to pack again, tear running down my cheek. Uh, so we we spent some time packing because we didn't want to waste time that evening packing after dinner. We wanted to spend some more time on board doing fun things. So packed up and then we headed to Animator's Palette for dinner where we experienced Crush, the Crush show. So I wasn't surprised by that because the animation magic show that they saw sometimes do where you draw your characters and then, well, I guess, spoiler alert, you draw characters and they animate them for you around the restaurant would have involved, you know, touching paper and crayons and sort of all of that sort of stuff that they're, you know, trying to avoid right now. And so we got Turtle Talk with Crush essentially on board. It was a fun show. It's the normal 
Turtle Talk with Crush show. I thought the food at Animators was the same as the food at Animators always is. So dining experience held up. It was still a lot of fun. Our son had a blast. I really have to shout out to our serving team, Wyan and Carlos aboard The Dream. They were really fun. We had I had talked to someone, you know, about a week or two ago now about their experience, I think on one of the UK cruises. And we've got a show coming out about this. But they had sort of said that they didn't feel like their serving team delivered on the Disney service kind of magic that they're used to. I will say our team delivered every bit and then some. They were there every night with a, you know, probably a smile underneath their mask, checking in on us constantly, making sure we had everything we could possibly want to eat. I don't think a night went by that Wyan didn't say there's a dish on the menu I'm going to bring for the table because you have to try it even if you don't want to have the dish for your main course. Our our assistant server Carlos was there with riddles and jokes for our son and fun games with uh, with crayons. So, you know, Pete put down a pattern of crayons and say, now move one of these crayons to, you know, make four squares instead of three or whatever it was. And you know, so our son had a blast. They they tolerated our son's really bad jokes and, and some some pretty bad riddles. They even roped in a, another server on the last night to try to answer some of our son's riddles. So they were just they were fantastic and went above and beyond. And Sam noticed on the cruise that it seemed like all the crew were really trying to go above and beyond. I think in part, or I think she thinks in part, to overcome the fact that they're all wearing face masks and so it's hard to see if they're smiling or whatever it is. So they're really you know you're walking down the hallway and everyone's like, "Hi, how are you doing?" Doing? Are you having a great time? We hope your day is magical. You know, just it was a constant sort of drumbeat from the crew to make sure that we were having a fun time. And I will say the entire crew was fabulous. We loved our serving team, loved some of the bartenders that we experienced and had on board, saw a few faces that we had seen before, including our Palo server and some bartenders in Meridian. You know, so it was it was just a great cruise all the way around from a crew experience, a cast member experience perspective. So we had a great time. Sam, did you add anything to the sort of the cast member observations that that, that you had? I'd just say that everyone definitely seemed happy to be back. You know, one of the things we talked about with a couple of the crew members was the fact that they had been away from the ship for so long. And most of them freely admitted that they really were out of work for all or most of the period of time that they were, you know, stuck at home genuinely seemed happy to be back. I I didn't get the sense that they were putting on a show. I I got the sense that they were truly happy to be back on board and back working. A lot of these folks come from countries where they can't make the same wages uh, in their home country that they can make when they're on a ship. And so they that's the way they support their families. Uh, But yeah, I got the sense that you know, everybody was truly happy to be back. You know, there were some silver linings to uh, some of the stories we heard. For example, Sasha from Paulo uh, was talking about how he got to take his uh, one of his children to kindergarten every day and pick them up from kindergarten every day uh, because he was back at home instead of on the ship. So, so again, silver lining. But he, you know, he obviously seemed happy to be back working and supporting his family as well. Yeah. So, crew was great. We had a great overall onboard experience, which was reflected in our survey responses, at least. Um, Before we get into some of our overall observations, we did hit up pink that night in the adult area. I will say the adult area was hopping on the last night of the cruise. Most of the areas in the adult area were at capacity while we were there. Pink was the exception, but by the time we got in there, it was reaching capacity, I would say. It was also right before the second seating of dinner, and so I think that was driving, or potentially the third seating, because I noticed they actually had three seatings of dinner on board the ship, I learned. So they had kind of the main dining seating, something in between, and then something later on. And so sounds like they actually have three seatings for three 
three sort of windows for for dining right now. But anyway, I, we noticed the place cleared out for the last sort of dining seating. So, but the adult area was hopping. Someone asked us about adult entertainment on board. I think most of the adult entertainment is running. The exception is just Skyline is closed. You can't go have a drink in Skyline right now. They're just doing the classes in Skyline. I think that's unfortunate. I really hope they reopen Skyline soon. I think it's a great bar on board, uh, but can understand with the reduced capacity, they didn't want to staff all the bars at once. Although, you know, adult areas were hopping, so they probably could have had more capacity. And for what Brian's talking about with regard to classes are there's seminars and, you know, wine tastings and whiskey tastings and all kinds of seminars on alcohol. And Skyline is probably the best setup for figuring out socially distancing people without taking over a huge space like Evolution. So it makes sense that they were, you know, had that area set up and dedicated to the the seminars for the 21 and over crowd. That's what he's talking about. The other thing that we heard from other passengers was that trivia, the adults only trivia, which takes place usually in the, the pub, was generally at capacity. So if you were not there early um, to claim your spot, there was a good chance you were not going to get in. If you if you showed up sort of right when they were about to start, there's a good chance you weren't going to get in. So tip for other folks getting on the cruise in the next month or two, if there are adults-only activities that you want to go to, know that there is limited capacity. Um, bingo is another thing, which is an, uh, not adults-only, it's a family activity, but uh, apparently does reach capacity. And I think they only had bingo once during our sailing, which was on the the last full day. So we, yeah, we finished up our dinner and our evening and we put Nathan back into the kids club for another 90 minute session. I will say that is the one one other place where I'm, I'm, I hope Disney finds a way to extend the amount of time that the kids can be in the kids club. The booking online is actually suggesting two and a half hours, but it's really 90 minutes at this point. That might change as sailings progress and they allow the kids to be in there a little bit longer at a time. But the only place we really got two and a half hours was on Scuttles Cove on Castaway Key. On board the ship, it is really 90 minutes and then a pickup. And I think that that, you know, that really does impact the ability for parents to kind of go out and experience some of these adult activities right now. I know Know that's not a priority for Disney, and that's fair. I think we had a guest on last week for a bonus show who was uh, talking through this may not be the greatest time in the world to go on a Disney cruise if what your kids like to do is run around the kids' club unfettered and you get to spend time alone as adults. It's much more of a family vacation right now, and I'd say that was sort of borne out through our experience, but we had a fabulous time. Our son had a great time in the kids' club even for the 90 minutes that he was he was in there. So got up the next morning early to disembark the ship. Um, interestingly, after all the discussion about you know virtual queues for things like the aqueduct, disembarkation at Castaway, and disembarkation on the final day, we saw no real use of the virtual queue. So you could register into a virtual queue for disembarkation on Castaway, but they were not checking the virtual queue. I think because the capacity was so low on board, they were just managing it through people kind of getting off as they as they saw fit. There was the virtual queue for the aqueduct. I know they built into the app and we've heard about it being, you know, available, but it was never activated on our cruise. Uh, and I'll say, you know, we got we got back on a castaway one afternoon and just went down the aqueduct and there was literally no line. There were like four people in line and that was it. And there was no virtual queue for disembarkation. So we had heard about a process of joining this virtual queue and getting a disembarkation time. Uh, Sam went to Cove Cafe to get his coffee and I went downstairs with the luggage we were going to take off the ship that they hadn't taken off for us and was just waiting in the lobby. And I asked the 
the crew member, I said, do we need to join a queue? And she's like, no, just walk off. And so drank some coffee and then walked off the ship. It was, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes from walking off to tapping out to getting our luggage. There was like no line for luggage. I mean, the luggage area looked like a ghost town and I don't think everyone had exited the ship yet. Although the parking lot was also getting fairly empty and it was only maybe 8.30 in the morning at that point, I think. So anyway, no line at at customs and you know passport control it was literally grab our luggage get in line and the the factor slowing us down was how fast our son could walk uh exit the terminal got in the car we were gone we we're on our way to disney world we're not going to talk about our disney world experience today our disney hollywood studios experience today except perhaps to say as a final thought on my end so i'll say i felt very safe on board this cruise for me it felt like that experience of going to Hawaii, where when you get there, you feel like, okay, everyone around me has gone through some amount of testing and vaccination. And, you know, Hawaii, I think, is doing pretty good on its vaccination rate. But, you know, regardless, by the time I get to Olani, I'm surrounded by travelers, all of whom probably had to prove negative COVID tests or vaccination or whatever it was. So it safer, felt manageable from a crowd experience, felt like what I heard about the early days of the parks where protocols were being strictly enforced or for the most part, strictly enforced, lots of social distancing and reduced capacity. So just it felt safe once we got through the testing process and on board the ship. For me, the most dangerous part of it was traveling through the airport and on the airplane. And I'll say, you know, I think airplane travel right now for me, it still feels relatively safe because I know they're doing a lot to, you know, change out the air in the cabin and, and do that kind of stuff. So, you know, but regardless, I think the airport and the airplane were more like safety concerns for me than being on the cruise ship. And I think the cruise ships have gotten painted with this brush of being cesspools of disease and all of this sort of stuff. I, I felt very safe on the cruise ship under the current protocols. I felt more safe on the cruise ship than I did at Hollywood Studios later in the day uh, or Disney Springs. Compliance on the cruise ship with masks was much, much better and Disney was actually enforcing it. You know, I'm heartened to hear also that Disney's now requiring vaccination for all passengers 12 and older who are going to be sailing into the Bahamas. Uh, you know, that leaves open the door for them not requiring any vaccination for the wonder going out of San Diego. But, you know, I'm hopeful that maybe Disney will impose a similar requirement on the wonder, frankly. And at that point, I think California might, although the governor is going through a pretty tough recall race <laughs> right now there. And so anyway, I, I, I don't know what will happen with the wonder out of California. Right now, Disney's limiting the policy to the sailings to the Bahamas because the Bahamas are requiring it for any sailings into a Bahamian port, including Castaway Key, you know, and other private islands. So, but anyway, I'm heartened by that. I think it actually makes the whole thing feel safer to me. And so, you know, and, and I actually think that that could, I know we talked up front about the testing requirements at the port and what a nail biter that was and how long it was taking. I actually think the vaccination requirement being imposed, one, could reduce capacity on the ships. Uh, I think fewer people will, will sail. I don't know by how much, but I could see the capacity going down a little. Perhaps they'll get a bump the other direction from people saying, oh, well, that feels like a safe thing to do to travel now and to get out of my house. I, I don't know. But I also, I do think it could impact the weights at the port for testing because now really the only people who need to be tested are kids 12 or under. We're heading into a period of time when every kid's going to be heading back to school. So people would have to, you know, <laughs> pull their kids out of school to go. And so I just, I, I could see the wait times and the frustration reducing at the port around testing. So Sam, what did you think overall cruise experience, safety, all that sort of stuff? Well, I pretty much agree with you on everything. I felt very safe on the 
the ship, I felt like the mask compliance was very good. I also felt the same reassurance of safety because we were in this bubble of people who had either been vaccinated or tested. So that definitely made me feel more comfortable. Everywhere indoors, people had to wear masks and and so were social distance and only outdoors were you able to go around unmasked or when you were seated eating in an indoor area. So um, there was no eating in the in the main theater. There was no eating allowed in the in the movie theater either. You were allowed to drink, but you were supposed to just pull down your mask, take your take a sip, and then recover. So that was uh, a good rule. Like I said, I saw a lot of I would say I saw ninety some percent compliance with masks. Overall, I'd say the cruise was fantastic. One thing I would say is if you've never been on a Disney cruise before and this might be your only chance to go on a Disney cruise. I'm not sure I'd recommend somebody on one of these as their first and only Disney cruise, but I definitely think for folks who are going to sail multiple times or for folks who have sailed before and just really want to get back, I think it's actually a great time to cruise because with the reduced capacity, you don't have weights for a lot of things. You're on an, you know, a ship that feels not empty, but feel does not feel crowded. All of the like Brian said, all of the safety in place, it felt like a really nice, relaxing vacation, even with, you know, a lot of modifications. I might not do it as my first and only cruise because of some of those modifications, because there are some things that are different that or some things that are not happening otherwise would happen. And I might miss those things. But given that we've been on, you know, a number of Disney cruises and we were itching to get back, this was a great experience. So with that, we're going to wrap up here about our cruise experience. It was fabulous, and we can't wait to be back on board. Our next cruise is hopefully in November on the Fantasy, and it's for seven nights. I I will say the biggest disappointment for us was a three-night cruise. I'm glad we went. Glad we got to experience it, but it was far too short for us. We love the seven night cruises. We tolerate four nights. We withstand five. We can get around six, but seven is kind of what really keeps us going. And anything longer than that is just amazing. So uh, the three night cruise is a little short for us. So we're looking forward to being back on the fantasy, hopefully in November for a seven night, very merry time, Thanksgiving double dip. All right. Thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed our trip report about our experience aboard our short three-night sailing on the Disney Dream right now. It was a lot of fun to be back. It gave us a lot of energy and hope now that cruising has returned, and we loved being back on board the ships. And so also loved having some guests on last week, this week, probably next week who've been sailing. It is great to get some new stories about new experiences on board the ships as opposed to just telling the old stories all the time. So we are really excited to have people out there experiencing cruising again. And so if you have a cruise plan, we've had a few people reach out already, but if you've got one planned, reach out. We want to hear from you. We want to have you on. We want to tell your story. So let us know. We love having folks on the show. With that, I do have another five-star review to share on the air this week. It comes from Frank from Astoria, who writes, Great for the wishers, dreamers, and cruisers. Love Disney. Love cruising. Hello. Brian and Sam do a remarkable job providing strong, reliable cruise content. Worth listening if you're thinking about planning for or reliving the glory of DCL. Frank from Dillo's Diz. So thank you, Frank from Dillo's Diz. We love the podcast over there at Dillo's Diz and the folks from over there. We've had um, a couple of folks on from that podcast. And so you can reach back in our archive and look for the Magical Mommy Mondays 
podcast. I might have that wrong. That has uh, two folks from the Dillas Diz podcast on there too. So thank you for the review. We absolutely love getting the feedback. So with that, I do want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week. Please also remember to head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us those five-star reviews. We love getting the feedback and we will read them on the air. So head over there to hear your review on our show. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also join our DCL Duo Vlog and Podcast Facebook group if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans and cruisers like yourself. Or you can browse over to youtube.com slash dclduo for even more great content. You can also help support our show by becoming a Patreon. Just browse to patreon.com slash dclduo and choose from one of our monthly support tiers or support our show sponsor. Head over to Touring Plans Travel, book your next fabulous Disney vacation and let them know the DCL Duo sent you. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney Family of Theme Parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about Disney Cruise or Disney Vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Thank you.